Welcome to the Maddie James Show, episode six. You can find today's show notes over at maddiejames.com slash EP006. That's maddiejames.com slash EP006. On today's show, I'm going to take some time out to get candid on my experience as a professional style blogger. For those of you who are interested in doing the same thing, I get questions about it all the time on Instagram, on Twitter, and you guys know me, I'm happy to share, but I will say it's a lot different than you think. So let's get into it. For those of you guys who don't know, I have been a style blogger since 2010, which is a long, long, long time ago in internet years, right? Um, But I've also been getting paid as a style blogger since 2013. That's when I actually got good at it. So that's when the money started coming in. And yes, it is awesome. You know, don't get me wrong. I get paid good money and brands send me free product regularly, quite a quite a bit, actually. Um, I get free stuff like clothes, shoes, makeup, home decor, and the list goes on. But that didn't happen overnight. When I started blogging, it didn't just happen. I had to build relationships. I had to build credibility. And then I started receiving these types of perks. And while Pretty Pictures is a part of my job, it's only one part. Like, There's so much that goes on behind the scenes, you guys. You have no idea. And I'll be honest, getting paid by brands is really cool, but there's a lot more to it than what you see. And I really want to share three cons and three pros of being a full-time style blogger. First, let's start with the cons. So first, you have to wait for a check. And I know a lot of people don't have a problem with that, but I really want to put things in perspective. So basically when a brand reaches out to me and a lot of people ask me this question, 90% of the brand campaigns that I receive, brands are reaching out to me. Very seldom do we pitch just because we have a lot going on. But when a brand reaches out, they'll, you know, They'll pitch me an idea, say they want me to get involved. Great. We go over the scope of work. We go over the agreement. And in the agreement, you'll have the payment terms. And I talk about this on my post on maddiejames.com where I talk about the seven terms that every influencer should know if, in fact, you do want to pitch brands. And one of those things is payment terms. So payment terms meaning something like a net 30, net 60, net 90. And what that means is that if somebody pays you net 60, they will pay you 60 days after you send them your invoice and your W-9. So when I put that pretty Instagram picture up, I don't just get the check. The The money doesn't just magically appear in my bank account. Trust me, I wish it felt that way. So... Essentially, you are a freelancer and you have to wait for your money. And that's cool because the money is good, but you then have to plan a little bit differently. It's not like a nine to five where you get direct deposit. Some people are paying you via PayPal. Some people are paying you via paper check. Some people are paying you direct deposit. So there's so many different ways that people can pay you, right? And you do just have to wait for it. So you have to financially plan a little bit different. So because I know I'm getting paid 30, 60, 90, 
days, depending on what the agreement is, you do have to wait for that check. And so you have to plan a little bit more strategically financially. That can be a little bit stressful because I've been in situations where I've had to pay my team a week late, which is always really embarrassing, right? As a boss, just because you thought you were going to get a check on a net 30 and they were like, oh, well, it was a net 33 or, you know, you didn't send your invoice until this time. And so you have to pay really close attention to those things. So waiting for a check is certainly one of the cons of being a professional style blogger. The second con is that there's a lot of red tape because you're working with corporations. So I do work with smaller brands. I definitely want to be candid about that, but I definitely work much more with your household name brands. You know, I've worked with Google. I've worked with JCPenney. I've worked with Anthropology. I've worked with a variety of these brands and they're Again, these are brands that I love and I purchased from before I even worked with them. But there is a lot of red tape and most times you are getting hired by an agency who is repping the brand. So you're not even talking to the brand themselves, which there's a there's a pro and a con in that. I, I do like talking to the middleman versus the brand themselves because sometimes the brand doesn't even know what they really want and the agency kind of helps them through that. But then there's a lot of red tape, you know, the way you 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 can't post a picture for this brand with another logo showing, which should kind of be default, but it's not, you know, you can only wear this type of stuff. You have to do it in this kind of setting. It needs to look like this. And it's very incredibly frustrating because, you know, you don't, you, it's, it kind of restricts your creative freedom. So for me, who's a true creative and it is style blogging. So, you know, you're, my focus a lot of times is like, you sent me these shoes, girl, I'm going to make sure I look cute in these shoes, you know, but it's like, The shoes need to be with dark denim and not light denim, and they need to be with you in motion, and your daughter needs to be in it. There's just so much red tape that sometimes by the time you actually do get to produce creatively, you just feel like you're stifled. And so learning how to work around that has been really, really tough. I will say even particularly this month, I had a very full month. I had six brand campaigns. I have, I think, four or five in this upcoming month. But for me, I had to do two reshoots in the same week. And that was because there was so much red tape. For one brand, there wasn't enough simplicity. They said I had too much noise going on. They wanted essentially what I would perceive and consider a very boring picture. And then I did the reshoot and then the brand didn't even end up utilizing it. So if they don't use the content, they don't have to pay you because that's in the agreement too. So it's very frustrating. While on the other end, I did a reshoot for a brand. They loved it. And and while the agreement was a net 30, they ended up paying me within seven days. So every single situation is very, very different. And, you know, the, the, the campaign that did not end up even going live was a four figure, uh, partnership. And the one that I did get paid within a week was five figures. So again, you just never know. It really is all about balance and, you know, just really being clear what the brand wants from you. So because I'm used to red tape and all of these different guidelines and standards, I do my best and have a pre-production phone call before even producing because that eliminates me having to reshoot things. Nobody likes doing double work. And in a lot of these situations, you have to do that. 
And the last con is that they have the control and the last say, you know, which is why sometimes reshoots happen. You know, there's a saying, he who controls the cash flow controls the situation. So when you are in a situation where somebody is paying you, essentially they control the situation, you know, and they have the last say. So a lot of times it's like, even though I might think something is awesome and beautiful and I love the way it represented me, it might not have represented that brand really great. So they could say, hey, reshoot this or hey, make sure you put this in there, you know? And I think for for me, I will say I'm really blessed. Very, very seldom do I have situations where me and a brand do not see eye to eye creatively. And I will say out of every 25 brand campaigns, I might have one or two brands who are just super, super just anal and rough around the edges and they just really want things done a certain way. And a lot of times I will have a conversation before I sign a contract just to make sure that, you know, I'm not in a situation where I'm having to create something that that, that I'm not excited about or doesn't represent the Maddie James brand like I would like it. So you, you also have to know that essentially as a style blogger and getting paid from brands as a style blogger, you are a creative freelancer. So you've got to please your clients. These brands are my clients and my job is to please them with great looking content that represents their brand in the best way and still trying to stay true to myself. And some days that's harder than others. Now let's talk about the pros because there are quite a lot of pros of being a professional style blogger and I'm happy to share. First and foremost, the access, you know, having access to events, having access to certain software, you know, whether it's a YouTube network or an affiliate program that can make you more money or you can see previews of collections or get invited to certain conferences or fashion shows or panels because you are in the position that you're in is super, super awesome. You get to meet incredible people. You get to work with household name brands that are just, you know, so just, just as awesome as you think they are, you know? And I will say that I, I really, my mind has just been blown by the opportunities that I've had. You know, last year I got to speak at Create and Cultivate, which was already a conference that I really loved. And I actually had gone to the one in Dallas, which was I think January or February of 2016. And then I spoke at the one here in Atlanta in October, 2016. And it was just amazing. You know, you got to meet so many of these other content creators that I love and respected and just to be considered in the same company as them was such a great honor. And because of my career and you know track record as a style blogger, that really brought me the opportunity. You also have access to, you know, other content creators. You know, I think when you are performing at a certain level, you know, reaching out to somebody who is performing at the same level, similar to you, you do kind of have this access. It's almost like, it's almost like this secret, I don't want to say secret sorority because you do have access to anybody, but I think when you are like-minded and you guys do similar things, you do in fact have this tangible access to somebody that maybe when you're just starting out, widens the gap a little bit more. So for me, the access is a huge perk and a total pro to being a professional style blogger. 
The second pro of being a professional style blogger is the money. There is so much money in style blogging because style and beauty, fashion, lifestyle, all of that stuff, you guys, is all about marketing. That's why magazines are the way they are. There's tons of ads in there. There's commercials. Like At the end of the day, they are trying to sell stuff and they will pay you to do that. You know, As a style blogger and an influencer, I have a growing audience and I'm very clear on what my audience is. And when I have the conversations with the brands, you know, I'm really able to convey that value and ask for the money I want. And I mean, I, I, it's almost baffling. That's why I'm stuttering because the kind of money that I'm making now, if you told me five years ago, I would be making it, I wouldn't have believed you, you know? And I really have just gotten myself in a mindset and a mind frame where I am happy to work with a brand that I love, but only if they're willing to work with me and give me what I deserve, you know? And I'm able to prove that. I saw a quote on Instagram, I think from Ming Lee from Snob Life. Shout out to Ming. I'm a huge fan of hers. But she said, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And I've really gotten myself to a place where I'm confident in my negotiations just because I put in that work. And so the money is a great, great perk. And you do, like I said, it took me almost eight years to get where I'm at. So I de- it definitely didn't happen overnight. And I always wasn't brave. I was definitely doing things for just free stuff. And finally, I just started asking for what I wanted. And that's how I got to where I am today. And then last but not least, the last pro of being a professional style blogger, you guys, is the stuff. Yes, there's nothing like getting some free $200 pair of jeans, some free shoes, some free this, some free that. Free makeup still blows my mind, you know? Just I just think about like how I would go into Sephora and I would only be able to spend $50 or $60, you know? And now brands are sending me just like obscene amounts of product. And if you follow me on Instagram at the Maddie James, you know that on my Instagram stories, sometimes I'll unbox product that people send to me and I just absolutely love it. It's fantastic. It's awesome. I just, I I still can't believe that this is my life. It's not something that I've gotten used to. Just, it's always nice when somebody sends you something, especially when you really like it. So I always appreciate it, but the stuff is absolutely a perk and why I probably (laughs) will will be style blogging for a very, very long time because getting free stuff that you love never gets old, man. I just love it. You know, I think uh, earlier this year, Smashbox sent me all of their primers. And if you're a makeup lover like I am, you know, Smashbox Smashbox primers are just awesome. You know, I think everybody in the industry talks about them and they make a really good product. So the fact that they sent me a package and it had all of the primers, all, I think eight or nine of them, including their primer water, right? It was just like, it was just insane to me. Like I just, it's baffling to me. Like when people not only send you free stuff, but we'll send you like a free entire collection. And I know there's levels, you know, I, I see girls who are YouTubers and have larger followings than I do and they get more stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm in a pretty good situation now and I'm completely and totally appreciative of it. So you guys, just to recap when it comes to being a professional style blogger, there are some cons. For me, that is waiting for a check. You know, essentially, you are going to have to wait anywhere between 30, 60, or 90 days for a check. And you could be getting paid paper check, PayPal, or direct deposit, depending on what you agree on with the brand. Secondly, there's a lot of red tape. A lot of times with these big names, there you know, you have to get approved through their corporation. I, I mean, 98% of the time before I post 
post something, it has to be approved before I even post it on my blog, my, uh, my Instagram or anything like that. And lastly, the last con is that because they control the cash flow, they're the ones paying you, they have the control and they have the last say on your content. And as a content creator, sometimes that's really, really tough. Essentially, you are just a creative freelancer and, you know, being a full-time freelancer doesn't necessarily make you an entrepreneur. So that's something to keep in mind too. But I absolutely do love it. I will say that there are three pros. I think the first thing is the access, the access to the people, the relationships, uh, talking and, you know, just like, schmoozing with these household name brands that you've loved and grown up on, I think is really, really incredible. The parties, the dinners, there's so many different cool things that that happen. And because I'm a style blogger, I've had access to, so I'm really thankful for that. The money, it's really good money. Uh, this year, if you do not count my webinars, you do not count my courses, and you do not count my master classes, I've made six figures from style blogging. And it's incredible. I, I almost can't believe it sometimes you know, but this is where I've always wanted to be. And it, it feels really good to really get to a place and now kind of set a new mark in my career and say, okay, now this is the next level that I want to go to. And now last but not least, the stuff, man, getting free makeup, getting free hair stuff, getting free clothes, getting free stuff for your baby never gets old. You guys, I, I don't want to ever make the mistake of becoming jaded. So make sure you guys hold me accountable. Like, oh my gosh, they only sent me this. I don't ever feel that way. When somebody sends me chapstick, I am super pleased and just impressed and just, you know, really, really, I just really take a lot of I just really am grateful for that, if I'm being honest. It's it's really not rocket science. Getting free stuff that you like is just something that will always be cool. And even with the cons, you guys, I absolutely love style blogging. For me, the pros outweigh the cons. And it's a niche where I feel most like myself. You know, I love clothes. I'm a girl's girl. I love makeup. I love hair. I love all that stuff. And because I'm talking about my personal style, so the things that I like, the things that I use, it continues to as I continue to evolve, my blog continues to evolve as I grow as a content creator. So it's really great stuff. And I really wanted to share this because I think sometimes we're not always talking about the whole story. And, you know, maybe one day if you guys are interested, I'm, I'm happy to go through even my style blogging process if that's something you guys are interested in. But I definitely wanted to share both the, the cons and the pros of doing this style blogging thing. So that does it for this episode. To recap, you can check out the show notes over at maddiejames.com slash ep006. That's maddiejames.com slash ep006. And be sure to check out the site over at maddiejames.com. And if you're not already, go ahead right now. Just take the two seconds. Go over to Instagram and follow me at the Maddie James. Just go ahead, go to that search bar on Instagram and type in at the Maddie James and click the follow button. I would really, really appreciate it. If you have a question for the podcast, feel free to ask me. You can do that over on Twitter at the Maddie James. And to make sure I see the question, make sure you use the hashtag Ask Maddie. That's M A T T I E. So make sure you use the hashtag Ask Maddie so I can see it out of all of my mentions. And you guys, I love you guys so much for listening. Do me a quick favor if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher. And if you do me this huge favor, this would mean so much 
much to me. Just take out the next five to 10 seconds and go ahead and rate the podcast five stars if that's how you feel. And just review, just say like why you like this podcast real quick. What that does is it helps people find my podcast and that would mean so much to me more subscribers, the better, you know? But anyway, guys, I love you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of The Maddie James Show.